Look, people ask me what the future is All I know is I'll be doing this All I know is things are moving quick That's convenient for me cause that's how I live Now they see me out here moving up You don't like me, that makes two of us Time change, yeah, I can't adjust Yo, it's who you are, not who you was What's up guys, it's Andrew Baxter on the Late Night Facts of Baxter podcast Right now it is currently 7.40pm So it's a great time to spit out some facts And say completely 100% things you can reach out to me at late night facts at backside and tweet out to me on Twitter for future episode suggestions at at late night facts. Look at my other podcasts, the AA podcast on Anchor, YouTube, and Spotify, and definitely check it out and hit us up for suggestions. I now tonight's facts I'm going to drop is about um, pornography and the effects it has on our heart, viewing people, and relationships so this finishes up the three-part podcast on the effects of pornography on how it affects our brain our society and last but not least our heart all right so we're gonna get right to it i have one two three four five different points on why it harms our heart and our relationships and i'm getting all this information off fight the new drug um, nonprofit organization online helping those people who are struggling with this addiction, and um, they and I support this movement. I'm wearing this bracelet called "Fight the New Drug." Um, if you're struggling with this, or if you have more questions and you're considering things, check out the website. And if you are struggling with this problem um, a lot, um. Go to, there's an app called Fortify. So download the app, or it's online. Um, you gotta apply for it, but it's not hard to apply. And there's like a, um, what's it called? It 12 week training thing you can do from finding online. I just researched it. Um, I've heard from many people that the 12 week program helps a lot, and that there's been studies that 88% of people who use this program stop their um, pornography addiction um so yeah check it out all right we're gonna get right to it hopefully i don't make this um an hour long but um yeah so first point is porn kills love so studies have shown that viewing porn makes consumers more critical of their partner and less satisfied with the romantic relationship and sex life. Not only does porn impact romantic relationships, but porn influences the ways individuals view themselves, as well as their friends, family members, and others around them. Porn also changes the ways that individuals view the hobbies and passions they used to love. So in porn, finding a partner is effortless. Um, um, it's right there. It's right on the computer. All you have to do is type, um, look up the website um, and watch those terrible videos. It's right there. Um, that person's always ready to please you. And the thing is, if this porn partner ever fails to keep you or the consumer entertained, they can simply be exchanged with a click 
of a computer mouse. But sure, it's all fake. But advocates of porn say, so what? What's wrong with a little harmless fantasy? The problem is it's not harmless. The problem is that internet pornography has a number of unique properties, such as limitless novelty, on-demand accessibility, and easy escalation to more extreme material that can condition someone's sexual arousal to aspects of pornography consumption that do not really transition to real-life partners. As this happens, real-life sex may not register as meeting expectations and arousal declines. Maybe this is why counselors' offices and divorce courts are filling up with couples who have found that, in reality, porn is killing love and their romantic relationships. Um, an increasing number of couples in therapy report that pornography is causing difficulties in their relationships. Research shows that pornography consumption is linked to less stability in relationships, increased risk of fidelity, and greater likelihood of divorce. While this applies to men and women, studies have found that men who are exposed to porn find their partner less sexually attractive and rate themselves as less in love with their partner. A recent study tracked couples over a six-year period from 2006 to 2012 to see what factors influenced the quality of their marriage and their satisfaction with their sex lives. The researchers found that of all the factors considered, porn use was the second strongest indicator that a marriage would suffer. Not only that, but the marriages that were harmed the worst were those of individuals who viewed porn heavily once a day or more. Unmarried couples in romantic relationships who view pornography together experience twice the rate of infidelity as couples where partners watch it individually and alone, and three times more than couples who don't watch porn at all. A recent study of romantically involved people, uh, most of whom were not married, um, found that those who use porn, um, porn frequently were um, most likely to lower satisfaction and intimacy in their relationship. More research shows that Porn users report less love and trust in their relationships, are more prone to separation and divorce, and often see marriage as a quote-unquote constraint. Overall, they are less committed to their partners, less satisfied in their relationships, and more um, cynical about love and relationships in general. They also have poor communication with their partners and are more likely to agree that in their own relationships, little arguments escalate into ugly fights with accusations, criticisms, name-calling, and bringing up past hurts. But as many people say, is this, a, is this just a chicken and an egg scenario? Is porn really damaging relationships, or are people turning to porn because they're in relationships that are already suffering? Okay, so when a couple hits a rough path patch, one partner may use porn for distraction or relief, 
and their partner may be hurt by their porn use because it makes them feel unattractive and insecure, like he or she is being compared to porn performers and the fantasy of porn. The hurt partner may pull away emotionally, which might make the porn-consuming partner feel more distant. So he or she deals with their stress by turning to more porn, and round and round they go. So, I mean, no wonder many partners of porn users end up depressed, anxious, and feeling like they can never measure up to the impossible standard of porn. The truth is, they have good reason to worry. In porn, mistakes are edited out and flaws are photoshopped away. I mean, like the whole porn industry has their own set, their own team of editors to make it look perfect, to make it look fantastic, to make it look it's the perfect film ever made, that there's no flaws whatsoever. But one of the dangers of porn is that it can distort the way a consumer sees people causing him or her to see friends, family members, co-workers, or strangers on the street, on the local block, only as some of body parts discarding their humanity. Essentially, porn tells consumers that people are objects with the sole purpose of providing sexual satisfaction. And that's unhealthy for relationships, romantic or otherwise. So there's a study. Um, reading this off online, there was a Princeton study, and it says, quote, not long ago, Princeton psychologists performed a study showing a group of men pictures of men and women, some barely clothed and some not. The psychologists monitored their medical prefrontal cortex, or MPFC, which is involved in recognizing human faces and distinguishing, distinguishing one person from another. For the most part, the MPFC was activated with each picture. However, when the subjects of the study were shown the pictures of barely clothed people, wait, my bad. However, when the subjects of the study were shown the pictures of scantily clothed people, it was not activated. Basically, the automatic reaction in their brain suggests that they didn't perceive the sexualized people as fully human just as a body, a sum of parts. And yet, that was the end of the study and going on. And yet, whether they realize it or not, porn consumers are affected by the portrayals they see in porn even after the window is closed on your computer. While it may not always be, quote-unquote, romantic love, porn can kill love in friendships, relationships with family members, and others. And porn. Consumers' lives. And it doesn't stop there. Porn also has the potential to kill the love consumers have for themselves. Ultimately, this often leads leaves porn cons consumers sorry, feeling lonely. Also, since porn depicts men and women as being nothing more than sex objects. Porn consumers can start to subconsciously think of themselves that way. It's nothing more than sex objects. Because it can be hard to reach out to friends and family to explain how they're feeling and how they're struggling with porn, many people turn to the easiest source of media comfort available, more porn. This can lead to a vicious cycle 
of isolation and self-loathing. As a porn consumer finds himself or herself further down this cycle, an isolating porn habit can lead consumers to skip out on interacting with friends, trying new hobbies, or participating in old hobbies, and ultimately connecting with the people in their lives. This is all because consumers' brains have become so reliant on porn that it can start to make them think they will be happier watching porn than participating in those real-life experiences. So out there. I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but there's a, out of so many people, there's a big amount how, there's a good amount that, um, in a given group that most of the people watch porn. So out there, people, if you're not, if you haven't fallen into the strap, I want you to be self-aware and notice whenever you hang out with friends and stuff and try to get a hangout going, try to be self-aware and figure out who the people are who always skip out and stuff, who always have these big mood swings, who um, always seem to be moody. And I wouldn't confront them right away because and ask them, hey, are you addicted to porn? Because that's... You shouldn't say it that way, and that's not your business to know. But you should be aware and maybe start thinking what to say to that person. To ask, hey, are you okay? Um, And if they say no, then ease into the point where you could say, are you addicted to something? And if they say yes, say, is it pornography? Just identify these ways of um, if that person social distances himself from other people. And it's because of the porn addiction. So be aware of it, be aware of that and try to help your fellow brothers out. Um, but overall, breaking free of the cycle, reaching out for help, finding support, and establishing healthy forms of intimacy in one's life can eliminate the poor self-esteem caused by porn. Many people who have broken free of a porn habit have reported greater happiness, better self-esteem, improved mental health, and happier relationships. Alright. So that was the first point. Overall, porn kills love. All right. Just think with that. Porn kills love. All right. Second, moving on. Porn leaves consumers lonely. Porn promises immediate satisfaction, endless excitement, and easy intimacy. But in the end, it robs the consumer of all three. The more pornography an individual consumes, the more he or she tends to withdraw emotionally from real people and rely on porn. Eventually, it becomes more difficult to be aroused by a real person or to form a real relationship, and the resulting isolation and loneliness feel the need for more porn. Um, psychologist Gary Brooks said, the more one uses pornography, the more lonely one becomes. He also says, anytime a person spends much time with the usual pornography usage cycle, it can't help but be a depressing, demeaning, self-loathing kind of experience, end quote. The worse people feel about themselves, the more they seek comfort wherever they can get it. But most porn consumers aren't exactly excited to, to tell anyone about their porn habits, least of all their partner. So they turn to the easiest source of comfort available, more porn, because it's one click away on the internet. And another doctor said, when one partner uses porn at a high frequency, 
there can be a tendency to withdraw mostly from the relationship. I mean, and that's partly because porn consumption causes the brain to rewire itself to connect sexual arousal with porn, excuse me, porn's fantasies, making it more difficult for the consumer to become aroused by a real person in a real relationship. And according to the doctor too, um, as a porn consumer withdraws from his or her relationships, they experience increased secrecy, less intimacy, and also um, more depression. Studies have found that when people engage in an ongoing pattern of self-concealment, um, which is when they do things they're not proud of and keep them a secret, it not only hurts the relationships and leave them feeling lonely, but also makes them more vulnerable to serious psychological issues. For both male and female porn consumers, their habit is often accompanied by problems with anxiety, body image issues, poor self-image, relationship problems, insecurity, and depression. More studies have consistently shown that porn consumers tend to feel less love and trust in their marriages. They also experience more negative communication with their partners, feel less dedicated to a relationship, have a harder time making adjustments to their partner, enjoy less sexual satisfaction, and commit more infidelity. Meanwhile, spouses of porn consumers report decreased intimacy in their marriages and a feeling of being less understood by their porn-consuming partners. And another reason um, why porn consumers struggle with relationships is because of the nature of porn itself. Porn portrays both men and women as little more than bodies with a single purpose to give and receive sexual pleasure. Whether porn consumers like it or not, those perceptions often start creeping into how they see themselves and other people in real life. The harder it becomes for users to see themselves and others as anything more than sexual objects, the harder it is to develop and nurture real relationships. The kind of intimacy porn offers is nothing more than sexual um, um, pleasure. Real intimacy offers so much more. Real intimacy is a world of satisfaction and excitement that doesn't disappear when the scream goes off. It's the breathtaking risk of being vulnerable with another human being. Real intimacy is about we, what we give, not just what we get. It's other-centered, not self-centered. Intimacy is understanding someone at a level porn never attempts and having the life altering experience of having them listen, um, really listen to you in return. It's seeing yourself through other eyes and caring about others as much as you care about yourself. It's astonishing, wonderful experience that artists um, and philosophers have been trying to describe ever since our human tribe began. Um, it's the opposite of loneliness. It's love. Um, opposite of loneliness. It's love. So that is the second reason why porn leaves consumers lonely.
Um, moving on. Third reason is, I mean, this is not really a reason, I mean, but I guess you can say it's a reason. Porn is full of lies. Um, in porn, everything from the way people look to the way they have sex is a fantasy. Porn consumers often become so obsessed chasing the fantasy that they miss out on actual love and relationships. Um, and in this packet I'm reading and taking notes, I'm not saying word for word from everything I'm saying my own stuff too. There's, I think, three different lies porn gives, three different porn lies. Um, four. First porn lie. You can have it both ways. You can enjoy the immediate gratification of thousands of virtual sex partners and the long-term satisfaction of a real relationship. But, sorry, the truth is porn often takes a heavy toll on real-life relationships. When they discover that their loved one is using porn, many partners feel shocked, rejected, abandoned, humiliated, and betrayed. But even if your partner has no problem with porn... It can still damage your relationship. Studies have clearly shown that porn erodes a person's ability to love and feel love with a real partner. When men are exposed to porn, they rate themselves as less in love with their actual partners and less satisfied with their relationships and sex lives. They become more critical and dissatisfied with their partner's appearance, sexual performance, sexual curiosity, and displays of affection. Ironically, porn is directly related to problems with attraction, arousal, and sexual performance, as well as lower sex drive and erectile dysfunction. One recent study examined men who use internet porn compulsively and found that in 11 out of 9 men, porn consumption had lowered their sex drive and or ability to maintain um, erections in physical relationships with real women. Oddly enough, those men were still able to respond sexually to porn. Um, porn can leave people preferring internet porn over an actual partner. And there was an interesting study. Um, I'm going to quote. Um, this goes with the first porn lie. So back in the 1950s, two researchers named... Tinbergen and Magnus played a trick on butterflies after figuring out what which marks on female butterfly wings were most eye-catching to males. The researchers created their own cardboard butterfly models. They exaggerated the partners the patterns on the wings to make them brighter and flasher than would ever be found in nature. Essentially, they created the world's first butterfly supermodels. And the male butterflies fell for it. They went straight for the cardboard mock-ups and tried to mate with them, ignoring the real female butterflies that were right there in plain sight. The males gave all their attention to the exaggerated pictures. I mean, does this sound familiar? It should be. Like, um, the bright and shiny butterflies, porn consumers can get so obsessed chasing flashy fantasies that they miss out on, re out on real life and real relationships. And that's how it falls onto the first porn line. Second porn line. Porn is just watching people have sex. What could be more natural and normal than that? Actually, sex is natural and normal. Porn is something entirely different. First of all, porn is a product. Um, it's a product because people can buy from it. People use it. Um... 
spend money on it. It's an industry. Industry used to sell these videos so people can buy them, ultimately making a product. Profes and professional porn performers have a whole team of people to make every detail look perfect, from directing and filming to lighting and makeup, and even plastic surgeons. And they also use Photoshop. And then add catchy soundtracks so it can make... Um, so you can have something most definitely not like natural sex with normal people. And you ultimately end up with something more cardboard than butterfly. Okay, porn lie number three. Porn is just an innocent distraction and a harmless pastime. With pornography use, much more of a normal stimulus may eventually be needed to achieve the response a supernormal stimulus evokes. In contrast, ordinary levels of the stimulus are no longer interesting. This may be how normal sex becomes much less interesting for porn users. In fact, use of pornography by one partner leads the couple to have far less sex and ultimately reduces relationship satisfaction. Porn lie number four. Porn is a safe way to learn about sex. This lies especially especially troubling because many young porn consumers really do rely on the word fantasy of porn to form their ideas and expectations about sex. Young people who consume porn often expect their partners to act out what they have seen, even if it's painful, degrading, or dangerous. They tend to believe that what they see in porn is normal and acceptable, even as their tastes in porn grow more extreme over time. And as people adopt the unrealistic standards of porn, they end up feeling bad about themselves and dissatisfied with their partners. Also, learning about sex from porn also means absorbing a lot of dangerous ideas about sexuality and women. Ultimately, porn doesn't deliver the satisfaction and healthy enjoyment it promises. It leads to damaged relationships disappointment, and isolation. You can choose to recognize porn for the deception it is. You can reject porn's lies and choose real life. Real, real relationships and real love. So don't choose porn. Choose real love. Choose life. All right, moving on. Um... Porn damages consumers' sex lives. That's point number four. According to research and personal accounts, instead of increasing sexual enjoyment, porn often leads to less satisfying sex in the long run, and for many porn consumers, no sex at all. Um, the further a porn consumer goes into that fantasy world of pornography, the more likely their reality is to become just the opposite. Porn often leads to less sex and less satisfying sex. And for many consumers, porn eventually means no sex at all. If you say how, it's because it all starts in the brain. So when you have a sexual, I did some research and science researching to figure this out. It took a lot of time, but overall, when you have a sexual experience that feels good, your brain starts creating new pathways to connect what you're doing to the pleasure you're feeling. 
So essentially, your brain is redrawing the sexual part of your quote-unquote map so you'd be able to come back later and repeat the experience. The same thing happens the first time someone consumes porn. The porn consumer's brain starts building new pathways. In response to this very powerful new experience, the brain is basically saying, this feels great. Let's do it again. So the brain pathways that don't get true, but, um, but there can be a positive side to this too. Meaning that when the brain pathways that don't get traffic, that don't get used, become weaker um, and don't are not used a lot. So meaning if you don't watch porn for a long period of time, it can be completely replaced by stronger pathways that get more use. And um, every time someone consumes porn, the part of the brain map that connects arousal to porn is being strengthened. Meanwhile, the pathways connecting arousal to things like seeing, touching, or to cuddling with a partner aren't getting used. Pretty soon, natural turn-ons aren't enough, and many porn consumers find they can't get aroused by anything but porn. More studies have shown that porn is directly related to problems with arousal, attraction, and sexual performance. Porn leads to less sex and to less sexual satisfaction within a relationship. Researchers have shown a strong connection between porn use and low sex drive and erectile dysfunction. Many frequent porn users reach a point where they have an easier time getting aroused by internet porn than by actual sex with their real partner. One recent study even concluded that porn use was likely the reason for low sexual desire among a random sample of high school seniors. I mean, who's ever heard of that? A low sexual desire among high school seniors. Like basically, the high school seniors are like the pinnacle at the top of the high sex drive. But high school seniors the low sex drive? It's all because of pornography. This trend of sexual problems is especially serious for teens and young adults. Their brains are particularly vulnerable to being rewired by porn, and they're in a period where they're form, forming crucial attitudes, preferences, and expectations for their future. Also, many teens never have the chance to learn what a healthy relationship is like before porn starts teaching them its version, which is typically filled with domination, infidelity, abuse, and violence. Since most people aren't too excited about entering a relationship with someone who has attitudes like that, teens who get their sex ed from porn often find that they struggle to connect with real romantic partners. But overall, guys, the sexual dysfunction caused by porn can be reversed. And the brain map, what I was talking about earlier, can be rewired to work well again once porn is out of the picture. And now the fifth point is porn hurts um, a consumer's partner. Partners of porn consumers often report feeling angry, confused, and betrayed when they found out that the other half of their committed relationship has been watching porn. Consumers may have no idea how they are hurting their own relationships and the people they love. Guys, no one ever woke up and said, Today, I'm going to get out there and 
ruin my current and future relationship. I'm going to cut myself off emotionally, undermine trust, and leave my partner feeling confused, rejected, angry, and betrayed. Guys, no one says that. But there's been a power of research showing that that can exactly um, happen as a result of consuming porn. While women and men can both struggle with pornography consumption, studies have shown that many women, even if they believe that pornography consumption is okay for other people, see no acceptable role for porn within their own committed relationship. The evidence that porn can harm relationships and partners is overwhelming, guys. Consuming pornography makes many individuals less satisfied with their own partner's physical appearance, sexual performance, sexual curiosity, and affection. Also, porn consumers tend to be significantly less intimate with their partners, less committed in their relationships, less satisfied with their romantic and sex lives, and more likely to cheat on their partners. And it is very common, too, when partners find out that their other half has been consuming porn, for them to feel a whole range of negative emotions. Even if they don't believe that porn is the same as cheating, they often feel a deep sense of loss, betrayal, and mistrust. The secrecy, shame, isolation, and lies are often introduced into a relationship by compulsive porn consumption can snowball, can form, can mold to all kinds of problems. At the same time, porn reshapes expectations about sex and attraction by presenting an unrealistic picture. In porn, men and women always look their best. They are forever young. Um, surgically enhanced, airbrushed, and photoshopped to perfection. And six out of seven women believe that porn has changed men's expectations on how women should look. But it's not only physical looks of both men and women that get distorted in porn. Women are also gener generally portrayed as anxious for sex anywhere, at any time, with anyone, and they're delighted to go as long and aggressively as one man or multiple men want. Um, and then the porn videos, they never need a break. They never need a break. I mean, in fact, they never seem to need anything at all except endless sex. They're depicted as happy with whatever a man wants to do, even if it's dangerous, painful, or humiliating. In a recent study of 16 to 18 year old Americans, nearly every participant reported learning how to have sex by watching porn. And many of the young women said that they were pressured to play out the scripts their male partners had learned from porn. They felt badgered into having sex in uncomfortable positions, baking sexual responses, and consenting to unpleasant or painful acts. Individuals who learn of their partner's porn habit often interna internalize sorry i'm really bad with words lately often internalize their shame and confusion asking themselves why they aren't enough they f they may feel undesirable unattractive and worthless many partners of porn consumers um even show even start showing physical symptoms of anxiety depression and even ptsd and while it's true for both men and women, studies have shown that because of their shame they feel and their worry about being blamed for their partner's problem, the majority of women who learn of a partner's porn use isolate themselves 
at least somewhat from their normal sources of social support just when they need that support the most. Guys, if you want to do a huge favor for the love of your life, decide now that you won't bring the potentially devastating effects of porn into your relationship. Um, give the gift they really want. Give them, give your partner you, all of you, your heart and mind. And guys, remember, sex is not real love. I mean, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My bad. Hold up. Porn is not real love. Um, the fantasies aren't real love. Um, real sex between a man and a woman in marriage, when married, is real love. Um, so guys, don't be bystanders. If people joke about this stuff in a positive way, like promoting it kind of, and are telling others to watch this and watch that, don't be bystanders. Say, hey, that's wrong. That's not right. That's not cool. A lot of people are suffering from this stuff. And you don't want to fall into that path. And if they have fallen to the path, show them fight the new drug. Show them the Fortify app. Help them out. Don't be a bystander. Do something. Get off the couch. Um, get up. Do something. Um, if you want to be um, a more promoter, a more voice person, I don't know what the word is at the moment, actually go out in the public and promote how porn affects the heart, brain, and the world. Maybe make wallpapers. Maybe wear some merch from Fight the New Truck. I don't know. But don't be a bystander, guys. Be a voice in your community. And guys, just overall, porn is not real love. And give your partner your whole you. Um, body, heart, and mind. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the Late Night Facts of Backs podcast. Remember to reach out to me at Late Night Facts of Backs at gmail.com and on Twitter at Late Night Facts. Thank you for listening to some facts before you go to bed. Um, remember, guys, porn is not real love. All right, guys, Backs is out. Good night.